I think for any of these controversies, I always think the punishments should be harsher because remember when the Astros won the World Series and it's just like your franchise should be disassembled. The players should all like be out of the league. How can that be okay? They made a a movie about the 1918 Chicago White Sox yeah. who affected the World Series that year and were all banned for life forever. They made movies about it. Like, that's yeah. so bad. I know. What, uh, what was it? Eight Men Out with Shoeless Joe Jackson? Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, they called them the yeah. Black Sox. I mean, those guys knew what pitches were coming. <laughs> Helps. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really I know. I know. Stanton said if he knew every pitch that was coming, he would he'd hit seventy homers. Yeah, yeah, that's like crazy. That's, that's a reasonable thing to think that you could do that. If you if he probably hit more than that, tell you the truth, you know, yeah, it's a right. big part of it. It really is. I know when you're waiting for like a fastball and they throw like a changeup. <laughs> imagine just yeah. knowing you can sit on a changeup. Hey, I don't like cheating. I'm a fan of gamesmanship. I don't like cheating. And there's a difference. Right. All right. There's a very fine line. I think when you're when you're using electronics, I think you're stepping outside of the game. I think when you're, you know, using a sophisticated system to steal signs, that I don't like. Yeah. To me, Spygate is worse than Deflategate. I'm yeah, a Giants so, fan, too. and I say that. And and yeah, to me, this one was um, I don't know. I think we've talked about this before. Sometimes in a baseball game, Jedi, they'll 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 throw a pitch, a new ball, and the umpire will give the pitcher a ball, and he'll take it, and he'll look at it, and he'll rub it, and he'll uh, throw it out of play and ask for a new ball. He wants really? something that feels yes. Yeah. He wants something comfortable in his hand. And if Tom Brady uh, likes the ball a little flatter, and some guys like a little firmer, I don't really care. I don't I don't consider that cheating. Although I get maybe you don't know all the details of the story. Yeah. So we'll I guess that. we should see just how orchestrated this was because I think that would would that could change my mind for sure. What's up, Marks, Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond with Todd I and Jedi here. Hope you're having a wonderful start of 2022. Not to bust anyone's balls, but that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the most infamous ball touching in America. Get your mind out of the gutter. We're just talking about the controversial Deflategate. Right, Todd? Tom Br- yep, Tom Brady. I think that's without a doubt. It's not even an argument anymore. The greatest... Um, quarterback ever to play the game and jedi when you think of the greatest athletes don't you think of guys in really good shape and stuff we gotta take a look at tom brady's combine like yeah i i think of um you know great shape and consistency yeah Isn't that so awkward? <laughs> <laughs> He's running the combine. Well, I think I don't know. That must have been the forty. He looked like he was exhausted after. And he looked like he was in a like a really fast jog. 
Yeah. That yeah, wasn't yeah. much of a sprint right there. Was that about a five six forty? <laughs> yeah, I know. He kind of reminds me of like Larry Bird. Larry Bird couldn't run, jump, or do anything, but he was just like made it work with what he had. So well, he's I think, very interesting yeah. because you know, according to his draft report, they said you know he was poor build, didn't throw tight spiral, skinny. You know, he didn't run good. So I mean, the fact that now he's the greatest quarterback of all time it says a lot yeah seven rings so jedi i think everyone knows who tom brady is but you want to tell us a little bit about him in case someone doesn't know oh like todd said the best all-time quarterback <laughs> he didn't have the best numbers not the strongest arm either he was pick a draft pick 199 in the sixth round and he just started playing football in freshman year which i thought was interesting Yeah, 199th pick. I wish I looked up who went before him in the draft, but yeah, isn't that crazy? He and if it wasn't for Bledsoe getting hurt, who knows if he would have got a shot? You know, it's funny too. So there was. Do you remember the quarterback Tim Rattay? Yeah. Some people in the Patriots building really wanted to draft Tim Rattay over Tom Brady. And it was Belichick who was like, no, no, I want this kid. And then they they picked Bledsoe. Uh, they picked Brady, rather. And uh, Rattay ended up going to the Niners uh, a few picks later. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played for San Fran, yeah. That close, dude, to that. Those their fortunes could have been reversed. And who knows what would have happened. Boy, would have been a – the whole story would have been different. I know, and it still cracks me up listening to sports radio and stuff when people like are all like mad at how the Patriots are doing. I'm like, we got 20 years. We can't complain ever again. Right. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and the other, thing, the other thing I don't like about living in New England during Deflategate is people are such homers. They immediately run to Brady's defense. It's like you got to look at it, and if he's guilty of it, you, you should be able to like say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I actually have always kind of – went on the side that he was cheating. So let's talk about the AFC championship game. Now, Jedi, the Patriots have won six Super Bowls now when, with uh, Brady, and Brady has seven rings. Okay, so let's talk about the AFC championship game from 2015. The Patriots went on to win 45-7, to but in the second quarter, Tom Brady threw an interception to Dequell Jackson, and he brought the ball over to the uh, one of the guys on the team just to save as a souvenir, and they realized it was low on pressure, so they notified the NFL. So halftime, Jedi, do you know the pressure they have to put in the balls? Yeah, it's between uh, 12.5 to 13.5 PSI. Yeah, so that's the rules, Joe. So when we were saying earlier where you should be able to have it a little deflated if you want, that doesn't fall within the rules. Well, I find it interesting, though, as you just said, uh, Jackson picks off the ball. He doesn't notice that the ball is deflated. Right. He runs it off the field because he wants it as a souvenir. Uh, but it doesn't occur to him that the ball is underweight. No, no, not at all. All right. Good. Yeah. So halftime, they they measured the balls and they the Patriots averaged 11.3 uh, PSI when they were they were all 12.5 at the beginning of the game. But that just happens when it goes from warm to cold. So that to me isn't even that big of a deal that the ball's lost about one pound. How much is that, though, in the grand scheme of things? Like, to 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 lose, 
What is that? You know what I mean? Like, what what would be the impact of that? I just think it's easier to catch a ball, to throw a ball. Uh, but like you said, I, Dequell Jackson said he had no idea. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny because I right, I talked to a lot of sports guys about this particular situation. And mm-hmm. I've talked to quarterbacks who are like, oh, no, I want that ball. Is, I like it. You know, guys with bigger hands, they want that yeah. ball to be – is as big and and, and uh, uh, full as possible. And I've talked to other guys, usually guys with smaller hands. They want the ball a little bit more squishy again, just for the, just for a better grip, just to make better throws. So again, it doesn't, it just doesn't strike me as cheating as much as it still feels like it's falling in the, in the gamesmanships department. Yeah. Right. Like you said, it's not like the Astros where they have instruments and stuff. Right. Yeah, that, that is bad when they do stuff like that. But Jedi, did you see the MIT professor that broke this down? Yes, and I wasn't understanding anything that he said. <laughs> well, he basically, and he's not a Patriots fan either. He thinks this is the dumbest thing. He's a big Eagles fan. And he basically said, if a ball goes from 71 degrees inside to whatever the temperature was at game time, it should be about 11.3 PSI at halftime. And that's exactly what it was. So according to like physics and stuff, everything was on the up and up. So basically when it's exposed to weather conditions and different temperatures, it automatically, it decreases by itself. Yeah, it's it's called the ideal gas law. And even today when I got in my car, I had the, um, you know, like the low pressure on your tires. Yeah. I noticed my light was on. It's just like anything when it gets really cold. You just, you, you lose air. So another thing I want to ask you, who do you think is worth more, Giselle or Tom? Giselle, by far. She She's is? always been the breadwinner in the family. She's worth over $400 million as of 2022. And Tom Brady was only, is only worth $300 million. Back in 2020, she was worth over $380 million and he was only worth 180 million. So it's a big difference, but it looks like she was always a breadwinner. Yeah, that's insane. Now, how does she make, I know she's a model and stuff, but where do you, I don't understand how they pay you for doing like a shoot, you get millions of dollars? Well, she has a very, uh, she's been modeling since age 14. She was discovered in a shopping mall in Brazil, where she's from, and uh, things took off from for her from there. And she's been modeling ever since age 14. And she is um, considered one of the world's supermodels. So she was there from the beginning. She was there from the beginning of Victoria's Secrets online mm-hmm. fashion show. And I they get paid millions of dollars, especially by for all these designers and luxury brands. I mean, she's been working her ass off. Yeah, it looks like she got five hundred million from endorsements alone. I forgot about Victoria's Secret twenty five million dollar contract. Yeah. And, and do you do you see who's like a Victoria's Secret person now? Did you see how they that girl from uh, what's that soccer girl's name, Joe? The oh, Brandy the, Chastain? No, 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 no. She's the one that was like leading for equal pay for the yeah, soccer yeah. teams, right? I, I forget. It starts with a K. Her last um, name. Can she? Her hair married, is pink. She's married to Sue Bird, I think. 
Um, why can't I think of her name? <laughs> uh, 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 Sue Raponi? Capone? Yes. Oh, yes. Raponi, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> yes. I saw I saw they were changing the Victoria's Secret people to her and other people other than these angels they had before. So um all right, so the Patriots went on to win 45-7 and they did an investigation and that's all people were talking about leading up to the Super Bowl where they played Seattle. Now Jedi, do you know anything about that Super Bowl? No, I didn't watch it. Yeah. By the way, Joe, I think yeah. Pete Carroll is just the biggest buffoon. I, I don't like Pete Carroll. Jedi Seattle was on the one yard line about to win the game, right? And this is their running back. So you think they'd give it to him? Watch them. Crowd silent now, as opposed to when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch still oh. on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way for the touchdown. Jed, that that's beast mode. Jedi, that's your <laughs> running back. That's your running back. You're on the one yard line, about to win the Super Bowl, and this is what Pete Carroll does instead. I know. That's why I can't watch football. It's just too stressful. <laughs> Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. You know what? I, I changed my mind. I did watch that game. I just blocked yeah. it out of my memory. <laughs> you know what I mean? The all-time it's, all it's gonna be to It's gonna be the all-time worst call. Yeah. Uh, that oh, was um that was a where where and this is this happens in sports, uh especially in baseball and football, most especially. Bill Belichick without doing anything got in Pete Carroll's head. Yeah. And Pete Carroll thought he knows we're going to run the football. I'm going to throw it. He just outcoached himself uh, and, and obviously ended up being the worst call of his entire career. Yeah. And they haven't really been that good since. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, Malcolm Butler wasn't even drafted. Yeah. Also, I don't even think he was on the team the following season. I pretty much he ran him out of town uh, about a year later. Yeah. Butler. Uh, two well, years later, for a few years, because remember when we played the Eagles, Belichick got mad at him for something and he sat him. And yeah. like, that was like a that was like a big factor in that game. Right. How many years later was that? That was only a couple of years uh, later, I think. Right. Uh, I think it was 2017. Because we'll get into what happened in 16. We know that Super Bowl against Atlanta. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, oh boy! They pick it off, and it's just like it must kill people when that happens because you have like a whole country of people who hate the Patriots. Yeah, why is that? I don't get it. <laughs> you know so what's funny? Hate? So, all right, I'm a Giants fan, and so every time the Patriots would win another Super Bowl, all that does for me, right? It's like, well, Eli won twice against this guy. I was so mad when the Eagles won that game because I wanted it only to be. Eli that had beaten yeah. Brady because uh, again yeah. that would just help his Hall of Fame case but I was rooting for Seattle right up until that pick and as soon as the <laughs> Patriots picked it I was like oh yeah like you know I yeah. hate it's what happens when I watch the Super Bowl a lot I'm usually like I was cheering for the Falcons in that Super Bowl until they were up 28-3 and the Pats started coming back and I'm like all right Come on, Pat. Let's. I, I completely yeah. switched allegiance in that game, uh, hoping he was going to pull it off, which you know, obviously he did. 
It's weird. I know. Yeah, it's it's completely crazy uh, how we've had 20 years of this. And they, if it wasn't for Peyton Manning, the we probably have like eight rings. That's a solid <laughs> point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. I know. It, it is amazing to think how things would change if they picked Ratay. Or, I mean, like, uh, the Bulls got Jordan because Sam Bowie was picked. Like, just history is can be changed, like, in an instant. Speaking of Michael <laughs> Jordan, did you watch that his show, Last Dance, on Netflix? No. No, I know of the series, but I never watched it. Yeah, it's it's good. But I can I see why Scottie Pippen is upset. <laughs> oh, he's a he's a punk. I hate Pippen. <laughs> why I, don't you don't think that Michael Jordan needed him? The Bulls. I mean, they were like a a team together. Yeah, but you know what? You don't hear Robin out there in the real world bitching about Batman. You know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Robin just settled <laughs> into his role. He's just like a, a good young ward, and and he, and he uh, you know, he takes whatever glory he gets. Pippin like wants to be on like the 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 front cover, and it's like, bro, tap the brakes. You were you were like the greatest wingman of all time. Stop. Yeah. And they never had a center either. That team, they had like Luke Longley, Bill Cartwright. I think they never had like a real good. Oh center. yeah, no. Will Purdue. It was just a series yeah, yeah. of of generally big white guys that could have six fouls in a game. You know. That was the yeah. whole idea was you just needed a, a bunch of seven footers and they could just file people in and then you would just put a different seven footer in. They were not substantial at all. Now, a lot of people have in the debate now about LeBron or MJ, or definitely Jordan. I don't even. But but Scottie Pippen said that he thinks that LeBron was like better all around. Yeah, it's interesting. <sighs> No, why would you say that? You imagine if, again, imagine if Robin was like, well, all things considered, you know, Superman does fly. Like, shut up. What are you talking about? Good Lord. Do you guys think that there's anything into the story about Michael Jordan's dad dying because of a gambling debt? No, I just think he was at the right, wrong place at the right time. Yeah, I don't know. Bill Cosby's kid also was in a similar thing where he was like murdered. Oh, and yeah. I, I always felt like, no, oh, sorry, dude. That seems weird. Of all the professional athletes, like the guys with like the sketchiest things going on had kids murdered. Someone send it a message, pal. Uh, what would yeah. be the motive, though? I mean, just because of gambling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you watched any mob movie ever? Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, Jedi, if you owe me like, you know, 500 large, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to kill yeah. one of your family members. I want you to pay me and I want you to know I'm serious about killing. That's how I get the point across. You know, maybe first your dog gets it and then probably your kid. Right. Yeah. And a lot. A lot of people think when he went and played baseball, that was really a suspension, like a two-year suspension. I totally buy that because that emba- that baseball experience was embarrassing. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a that's such a boon to the LeBron is better debate. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So these balls have to be between twelve and a half and thirteen and a half psi, like we said. So they would measure them before the game. 
and they didn't keep any notes or anything. They would just like measure it and hand the balls. Each team, each team got twelve, right, Jedi? Yeah, they're they're responsible for their own sets of balls, which is interesting, right? They they they're they're in control of them, so. I don't know. And then what I thought was interesting is each team hires like their ball boys and stuff. It's not by the NFL. The NFL doesn't hire these people. So you could hire like a room attendant ball boys. (laughs) So, so Brady denied this. Let's see what Brady had to say about the uh, balls. They're perfect. I don't want anyone touching the balls after that. I don't want anyone rubbing them. Uh, you know, putting in the air and I'm taking the air out. To me, those balls are perfect, and that's what I expect when I show up on the field. <laughs> perfect balls. So, yeah. <laughs> they did see a locker room attendant on video taking all 24 balls into the restroom for 90 seconds. That was um, they just. Dis- they discovered that on January 27th. They must have. It must have been at the, for the Seattle game. Um, what can you do in 90 seconds with 24 balls, though? I'll tell you what you do in the men's <laughs> room for 90 seconds generally is urinate. Right. I feel like yeah. he had that bag. He's like, I got to take a whiz. He brought the bag in. He put the bag down where it was still within eyesight. He went over. He urinated. He hopefully washed his hands, picked the bag up, walked back out. That's about 90 seconds. He wasn't in there blowing balls up and down. Like, I just. Right. I, I can't see it either. What did he well, just no. pull, pull yeah. certain balls out? And like, what? That's so. Again, it, it just, it builds into the conspiracy idea. Like, that guy was unaccounted for for 90 seconds. And it's like, yeah, but yeah. how good could that guy be? Like, as right. soon as he went in there, like, there was guys in there, what, waiting to, like, get the air out of it? I don't know. Yeah, I kind of think I kind of think he was. I don't know. So it looks like they would. Me- <laughs> no, I, I do believe that they, they right. would measure the balls, and then after they tested him, he would like go into the bathroom. So I mean, I think that's like viable that he did that. But isn't know. it? But, hard, I mean, you know, get your mind out of the gut. But isn't it hard to find that hole? It's small. You have to pierce it and then release. The- <laughs> This whole part of the show is yeah. hilarious, just on its own, completely out of context. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't do that to 24 balls in 90 seconds. Well, that's that's his that's the guy's job, so he's probably really good at it. He probably just like took took some air out of like four or five balls, I'm guessing. I'm totally seconds. in on on but then how does he make sure that those same those are the right balls that go to the it's that was all the balls in one bag, right? So he's yeah. gotta distribute said balls now. <laughs> this is hilarious. It really is. <laughs> that little hole. All the balls. It's hilarious. So you know what else I find funny is you ever see like uh, if someone gets murdered or something and they're like, okay, they they had to look over the papers in this thirty six thousand page document. You ever see how like how many pages <laughs> things are? Right. This thing was two hundred and forty three pages on Deflategate on the Wells report because the NFL hired um, Ted Wells to get to the bottom of it, and the NFL published a two hundred and forty three page investigative report. <laughs> how, what what the hell is there? 200 plus pages about is it like double spaced (laughs) (laughs) 14 font double space 
The balls were yeah. full, and at halftime, they had lost a little bit of air. <laughs> right. The end. Tom did it. So, Punish him. So the investigation concluded that it was more probable than not that the equipment personnel were deliberately s- circumventing the rules. So that's what they came up with. Jedi, how much do you think Rob- Roger Goodell makes the commissioner of the NFL? And I want to see if you can guess, Joe. I. Millions, like what? Twenty million? No. Yes. Yeah, so what do you think, Joe? Um, isn't his salary like thirty million a year or something obscene? Fifty million or it's like it's disgusting. Sixty-four. Sixty-four. 64 All right, million. something, wow. something upsetting. Yeah, something that's got to make that's got to shake everybody to their core. I know. And he's one of the most hated people on the planet. That just makes it worse. For the most part, commissioners aren't l- well-liked people. And you got the guy, what's that guy, Manfred, the baseball? Yeah, well, here's the other problem. And this is something I think a lot of people kind of forget about is that guy works for the owners. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just the one guy because you have 30, generally 30 old white guys yeah. or 32, depending on your sport. And they don't always agree on things and the big market teams and the little market teams. And so this guy's job at 63 million a year. And I, I know Manfred makes some ridiculous money too, as does the lunatic in the uh, NBA, but um, his job is to basically look out for the team and the owner's interests. And so that's the reason that guy makes so much money. And so much of the anger and hatred we have for the commissioner really should be on there's about five or six owners, Jerry right. Jones being one of them, Robert Kraft being another one, who have a lot of say and a lot of power. And most of the things that Roger Goodell does, he's being directed by those people. Yeah, he's uh Jedi, that guy Manfred, he is uh responsible for the biggest cancel culture one. You know about that one, right, Joe? Uh the all-star the all-star game. Oh, <laughs> Jedi, you know how Georgia was trying to make it so you had to have an ID to vote? Right. So (laughs) baseball took the All-Star game out of Georgia and moved it to Colorado. Yep. And then Atlanta ended up winning the World Series, which is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. What did you see? uh, Also, uh, Major League Baseball Network, which Rob Manford runs, they just fired Ken Rosenthal who's one of the best insider baseball guys in the business. He wrote a couple of articles last year that were very critical of Rob Manfred. And so Rob Manfred uh, had him removed from MLB network. And when they were like, yeah, did you do that retaliation? He was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't write that about me. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't if care. You're, if you're a middle-aged white guy, you're you're going to be on the chopping block for ESPN. That that's not yeah. the type of people that they want working for them. <laughs> but what do you think about that whole? Uh, what do you think about that whole thing with the All-Star Game being moved? <sighs> you, you, the problem is, is you know, and and I know I know you don't love the woke culture, but um, you're. Ultimately, what you're talking about is dollars and cents, and it just didn't make sense for Major League Baseball to put all its eggs in the Atlanta basket when Colorado's lovely that time of year as well. Um, But, yeah, it would have been a bad look for baseball to keep the game there. They were getting a lot of heat, and 
You know, I understand your thought and position on it. Um, because I don't think baseball's super woke. I think baseball's kind of reading the temperature of the room and they're like, yeah, we don't want to do this, but we probably should. Because I'll tell you too, when it came to the Black Lives Matter stuff, uh, uh, summer of 20, uh, when, when everything was on fire everywhere else and all the sports were protesting, baseball was the slowest to get on board with allowing the players, you know, to speak out, uh, to come out for the national anthem and, 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 you know, hold arms or whatever have you. Uh, but they were the, they were the slowest to get there. Um, I was shocked that they moved that game, Todd. I honestly did because baseball is kind of one of those sports. They don't really give a shit what anybody yeah. thinks, typically speaking. So I, I do think that they just caved to what they thought people were cool with. Yeah, and then I was then they wanted the Masters moved. I'm like, there's no way golf will bow to the to the mob. I knew they wouldn't move the Masters out of Augusta. No. You asked a whole bunch of old racist white guys to move their thing they call the Masters out of Masterville? No, never. Are you insane? Yeah, listen, you can't get them to take down statues of Robert E. Lee. You thought they were going to give up the Masters? Yeah. Cry me a river, liberals. Not happening. <laughs> oh, it's funny. So anyways, that 243-page investigative report, a lot of it was on two of the personnel, uh, John Jaskremski and Jim McNally. And Jedi, Jim McNally went by the uh, nickname The Deflator. <laughs> and then when they and then when they asked him what that meant, he said he was trying to lose weight. I mean, come on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so Joe, these, these guys were texting for years and they would always um talk about inflating, deflating, gifts from Brady. So I mean, when you see stuff like that in writing, they were doing something. There's no question about it. You know, over this last summer, you're a Yankee fan, Garrett Cole. Uh, one of the guys that got pinched for that spider tack where, you know, it's basically uh Jedi, just some, basically some resin concoction they would put on their fingers just because they're throwing a hundred miles an hour and you don't want to lose your grip and hit somebody in the face. That would be so bad. And uh, unfortunately, some of these guys, their spin rate on the baseball uh, is up like 2000 RPM and nobody was buying it. Some of these guys who were pretty good pitchers became like the best in the game. And uh, there was a, a young gentleman who worked in the bullpen for the Anaheim Angels, who apparently everybody in Major League Baseball was like, hey, dude, uh, can I get some more of that spider tack? And the league caught wind of it, and he ratted everybody out. And he was like, look, got text messages uh, from all these big-time athletes. Again, I don't consider that cheating. I consider that gamesmanship. That's just part of baseball. You know, putting some pine tar on your hands or, you know, getting a little something. I I don't have a problem with that. To to me, that's not that's not on the same scale as as some of the cheating habits that we've seen or some other things that have been employed in the grand scheme of things. Getting a better grip on a ball that you throw in different weather conditions. You know, again, unless you're one of the Negroes and you're using a, yeah. a nail file on the ball, yeah. I don't, I don't really have a problem with um a little grippy, snippy, um a little flaty. Uh, I'm fine with that. I still am. 
Yeah, and Jedi it's funny, it's a, always yeah. these attendants. They just can't wait to be like, hey, look at that. Tom Brady texted me. <laughs> what am I going to do it? What am I going to do? Like that, like as if that was going to make it okay. Well, I, I wouldn't yeah. have, but, you know, Tom said, so I did it. Yeah, and Jedi, what was that clip you sent me when uh, Drew Brees was on the, uh, was it Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, yeah, he was uh, demonstrating, no, it was Conan, Conan O'Brien. And then so um, he was demonstrating the uh, the balls that he could tell by gripping the balls, the um, the air that was in it. So Conan oh, was, yeah. testing, was testing him to see if he could tell by touch. We have that clip, Joe? Give that a feel. Let me. What, uh, yes. Uh, what, what do you I'm think? saying 11. I'm You're saying, saying 11? I'm saying 11 ounces, yeah. So you think that's underinflated? This that is, is underinflated by two ounces, I'm thinking. That is exactly 11 PSI. Tell me what you think of this one. Just give it a good feel. That's well inflated, I would say. Well inflated meaning legal. I would say 13 ounces. That is exactly 13. Okay. That is exactly 13. Yeah, so he was guessing exact. He was exactly. like, ah, this is a, this is 11. Like, yep, that is 11. That's, that's pretty. Well, so that's what I see. Again, what I'm saying is, you know, for some guys, again, some guys want the ball hard. Some want it soft. And and it's, I don't, I don't think that, listen, even if they were intentionally doing it and it was done in a sinister fashion to keep it from, from anybody knowing, again, it's like the quarterbacks can tell the difference. The Quell Jackson had the ball in his hands and he ran off the field with it. And it didn't occur to him at all that 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 ball wasn't right. So a guy who doesn't generally handle the ball wouldn't even notice it. Whereas a guy who like like Bledsoe could look at it and be like, oh, I know exactly what size this is. He could literally tell that. I think tells you all you need to know about this scandal. Yeah. And Jedi, that clip with Drew Brees when he went to throw the ball into the crowd and he hit the yeah. lights. Yeah. <laughs> I get like the overhanging light. So but the he, punishment. Yeah. But Sorry. I mean, he 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 described it accurately, the PSI. So by touch, you can tell the difference between a deflated ball and and a regular ball. Yeah, so the uh penalty for all this was Brady would miss four games, a million dollar fine, and they would lose two draft picks. So going into the 2015 season, Brady appealed and won, so he didn't have to serve it, but he ended up serving it the next year. 2016, he missed the first four games. And that year, Jimmy Garoppolo played those four games. He went 3-1. and one. The Patriots ended up going 14-2 and two in, you know, that Super Bowl, Joe, the 28-3. to three. Yep. <laughs> the thing about that Super Bowl that was, like, incredible is they were down 16, and it's like you have to get – two touchdowns and two two-point conversions and the amount of things that had to go wrong and the amount of idiotic things that the Falcons had to do when Matt Ryan got sacked when they were in field goal range that would have put the game out of reach and that's the first Super Bowl ever to go to overtime Jedi so what are you thinking about this Jedi do you think they I no, I, I'm I'm more with Joe in that you, you can't really tell 90 seconds is not too long to change the air pressure and all 24 balls or 12 balls. I, I don't think that uh, that really makes a, makes a big difference. It is part of gamemanship. I mean, you can't do anything about the weather, you know, or playing conditions. I don't think the cheat was deliberate. 
Joe, let me ask you something. So when Brady left New England, there was a big debate. Are you going to be a Bucks fan or a Patriots fan? I'm always with the team. Is there any player that you would like root for a different team if they went, like any sport? Well, I mean, you know, again, as a Yankee fan, even as a Giants fan, I, I think when a guy leaves, I'm always, you know, I, I, like this weekend, I'll I'll have an eye out on Odell Beckham. You know, oh, yeah. in my heart of hearts, I kind of want them to lose because of it. But I don't know. I'm always so twisted. You know, if Odell's having a big game, I, I, I would be excited for him. But no, I'm really I'm more the team than anything else. I'm also a sucker for guys who state that they publicly they want to play on the team I like. Like, that yeah. will endear me more to a player who's like, oh, I've always wanted to be a Yankee. And I'm like, that guy, get that guy here. Yeah. And I, but here's the other thing. I don't boo. I don't boo players, uh, especially uh, all-time great legend players. I would never boo them. I, I, I was at a game where Randy Johnson gave up back-to-back-to-back homers. Mm-hmm. And they booed him out of the stadium. And I was I was screaming at the people around me. I was also a little fucked up. But, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I I I hate that. You know, it's it's like you're there to, and you get the privilege of watching one of these greats do their thing, and maybe you spent your money and they didn't come through that day. That upsets me to see people booing players. I hate that. Yeah, I uh, I'm always about the team. I remember my mother asking, like, "Are you a Yankees fan? Do you like the players, or is it the team?" I was like, "Mom, if they traded Jeter for Pedro." I would have a Pedro shirt on the next day. Absolutely. I, I'm just, yeah. I don't know about you, but I mean, the earliest guy I remember getting traded and he was my favorite player and a whole bunch of Reggie Jackson shirts when I was a young boy. Yeah. And then he was a California angel. And I was like, Oh yeah. I think I hate Reggie Jackson now. <laughs> it, it, it probably yeah. honest to God. Right. I, I that was in uh, 83. It probably wasn't until probably the late nineties, even maybe the early two thousands before a player who left the Yankees didn't end up on my hate list where it was like, now that when I understood too, like, Oh, he didn't want to leave. They didn't offer him a new contract. Like what was he going to do? You know, a lot of Red Sox fans were pissed when Johnny Damon signed with the Yankees. And it was like, well, they didn't want him back. What was he supposed to do? Not sign with another team. And it just so happened the team that was hottest for him. The Yankees wasn't like he was like, oh, I'll show them. But that was the way Boston fans uh, reacted to Johnny, which was uh, messed up. Yeah, Boston fans are brutal. I know when. The worst. Um, um, oh, what was that pitcher's name? That uh, he was one of their aces back when they won the World Series. Oh, Josh John Beckett. Lester. Oh, Beckett. Yeah. So, oh, dude. So quick they turn. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, this guy just helped you win. But I mean, I do admit though, I'm kind of like that with Brady now. I appreciate what he, I appreciate what he did, but I, I can't root for him. I root against him every. Really? Game. Yeah, he's a great player. I mean, it's awesome. But once you're out of here, I don't care anymore. Antoine Walker, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen loved when they were in Boston. Yeah. They go to Boston now, boy, ain't the same. They like, I know. they're very unforgiving in that town. I, you know when it, you know when I really knew that, Todd was when they traded Nomar Garcia Para in mm. 2004. I was shocked that that yeah. happened. And all the Red Sox fans were like, ah, Nomar sucks. And I was like, "Like that's your Jeter. Nomar yeah. sucks. What? It's, that guy couldn't have been. He wasn't even at the airport, dude. And they were like burning his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst, worst, worst fans. Nomar, he he didn't have that long of a career, huh? He he had injuries, right? 
Yeah. Well, you know, and and I it's funny because in 2004, I think he was actually hurt worse than anybody thought. The fact that he sat out that series against the Yankees, people were like, "Tells you all you need to know about him." It's like I think he's really hurt. Like yeah. too much to play, or I bet you he would be out there. But yeah, I mean, his career kind of teetered off not not too long after that trade. It was kind of like Giambi, where he, you know, probably could have retired five years before he did. Yeah. How about that play, the uh, the Jeter to uh, what was that play when they threw it to Jeter and they backflipped it? Oh, and they grabbed, uh, and they, they got nailed. Uh, Jeremy Giambi the play, yeah. Jeremy, yeah. Yes, it was Jeremy Giambi, and uh, yeah, he. Uh, I, I've. It's so funny because I, I have a lot of friends who obviously hate our Yankees, Todd. Yeah, I've watched that play eight million times, and yes, Derek yeah. Jeter's job, by the way, there is to back up an overthrow. So mm. when people are like, "That's amazing," you no, know, that's actually a responsibility of the shortstop. Right. Is on an overthrow, you got to be there. Everything about it in the flip was perfect. Jeremy Giambi's got to be on the ground on that play. He slides, he's safe. Oh, I know, I know. He didn't slide, and the tag was there. And yeah, baby, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. I always tell people like that are into the NBA. I'm like, you have no idea what it was like in the '80s, and I feel like baseball was like that in like the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Yep. It was just like you're on the edge of your seat. And now I could care less if I watched a baseball game. It's just different. Jedi it's starting to lose bas- its luster. Yeah. yeah, Jedi basketball in the '80s around here was un- unreal. It would be the Celtics would play the Sixers or the Lakers on a Sunday afternoon, and you would go get all the, your stuff done out of the way so you could be home to watch the game. It's just not like that anymore. Yeah, everything's changed about sports, right? Every sport is affected. It's not the same, almost. The enthusiasm. Yeah, how was yeah, – well, except MMA is at its peak right now. Yeah. How was that fight last week, Joe? Oh, my MMA. God. It was amazing. Well, it's funny because uh, I was going to make the uh, make the try to explain to Jedi or earlier, maybe uh, to, to better understand uh, uh, just this sport, football, because I know you're not a big football fan. But Francis Ngannou, Jedi, uh, last weekend, everybody thought you know the 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 problem with Francis Ngannou is he's a knockout guy. All he does is try to hit you with a big right knockout. One trick pony, and- right? Yeah, and I was a big, I thought Sirio Gan was going to bust him up for five rounds, and Francis Ngannou, uh, to his credit, came out looking like a high school wrestler. He was scrappy, taking him down, dominated the entire fight, Todd, in a way that nobody in a million years thought was possible. It was It was one of the most stunning things I have ever seen in a championship fight of any kind where the, the guy who you thought was going to do all the, the wrestling, not even yeah. close. Unbelievable. Wow. What a fight. What a fight. So Jedi, you don't mind watching people get knocked out? No, I prefer it actually. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I like that kind of sport. I mean, I, it amazes me that you don't like it. <laughs> No, I was. Yeah, Todd, you seem like you would be an MMA guy, like so yeah. much. <laughs> no I way. like boxing. I like MMA. I like, um, you know, action videos. I mean, movies and stuff like that. I mean, it's all about 
violence, I guess, and aggression. <laughs> when are you going to see a man in the wild nowadays? In the octagon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Another, another thing about Joey Teacap, I liked when we were talking about seeing predators, and he would always use that term. He was like, "Oh, I like I like seeing him out in the wild." Yeah, <laughs> it's just a person. <laughs> he said that twice, but I actually re-listened to that one. He's like, "Oh yeah, see him out in the wild," because I said, "Like, wouldn't you rather wouldn't you rather see a predator than like Mariano Rivera?" I know I would. Yeah, but it's not just the guys. I like to watch the women fight too and stand and bang. Yeah. So there are some unbelievable women too, by the way, in in mixed martial arts in the UFC, especially. Um, and and yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it's funny because when when MMA first started, Todd, just so you know, there were no rules, yeah. uh, short of biting and eye clawing. They got out early. They really didn't have rules for like the first five or six years. And then they were like, nah, we got to be able to have stoppages and, you know, you can't hang on the, grab the cage and, uh, you know, no, no ankle twist. You know, like they, they put rules in. And so it's more about being a well-rounded fighter than it is about bashing someone's skull in. Right. You have to be um, well-versed in all kinds of MMA. Was the beginning of MMA like that guy, was it Kimbo Slice? Funny you bring him up because he actually joined the MMA about 10 years ago for a short while um, because he brought that sort of stuff to video, to YouTube, and it became a huge hit. And one of the guys who used to fight in his backyard is Jorge Masvidal, Jedi. I don't know if you knew that or not. That's where he started fighting was at Kimbo Slice's backyard fights. There's a guy who literally is still in MMA, Todd, who used to be one of Kimbo's guys. Um, but Hoist Gracie, uh, who basically developed Brazilian jiu-jitsu, he kind of invented it he or, or perfected it, you could even say. Uh, it was him going up in exhibitions initially against guys that were boxers and wrestlers to see what, what was better. And Brazilian jiu-jitsu would win every time, and it got to be yeah. – it was kind of stupid at first. It was like, oh, yeah, so the little skinny guy, MMA jiu-jitsu guy is going to win. All right, great. Uh, and then big guys started learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And kickboxers started learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And boxers started learning. And now you've got an actual sport where pretty much everybody who fights, whatever your background or style is, kickboxer, boxer, you've got, some, you've got a, a black or a brown belt or a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like, everybody's got it. Wow. That always cracked me up when you're watching wrestling. It would be like The Undertaker against like Rey Mysterio Jr. And it's like yeah. two completely like different. <laughs> like how <laughs> or you'd see like a match, you'd be like SD Jones against King Kong Bundy. It's like, come on, there's no way he could ever yeah. win. That guy's got him by like 150 pounds. Why would he you wouldn't put those two guys in a ring in any yeah. actual combat sport except the WWE? That is the only place where you would see Andre the Giant and Rey Mysterio in the same ring at the same time. That's another thing. 80s wrestling, I could talk about all day long. The best. My dad would take me to the garden um, and to see Andre the Giant, Killer Khan. We went for this one match where Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hart, you know, with the megaphone. Love Jimmy Hart. Mouth of the South, baby. Yeah, it was like four matches in a row he hit someone with a megaphone. So part of the thing was he was suspended in a cage above the <laughs> ring. 
the Hart Foundation. Oh, man. <laughs> Wrestling was so much fun. And speaking about the Celtics, I had season tickets when I was younger. It was, we split it four ways, so you each got 10 games. Jedi, I've never heard a place so loud when the, the old Boston Garden, it was a, it was a dump. But when they would when they were scoring and stuff, and Bird would score, the, the place would go crazy. Your ears, like your ears, would ring. It was nuts. Wow, it must have been an experience. Yeah, Joe, and the, you know they had that one. They have that one Hartford game back then. Oh they, yeah, 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 yeah. The one game at 40, the Civic Center. Forty home games and one game in Hartford for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so just one more thing I want to talk about on Deflategate is one of the major factors in the decision to suspend Brady was the fact that Brady destroyed his cell phone. They wanted oh. his cell phone. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't give my cell phone up. But the fact that he destroyed it, and he did have a good uh, reason for it. He said, like, when I, I'm done with the phone, I don't want people to see. I have emails. I have contracts, endorsements pictures of my kids so he just said he destroyed it but let me tell you something it's a guy who in my radio career has also had endorsements and has children and has a lot of the same thing tom brady has i've destroyed zero phones yeah you can <laughs> wipe a phone out you don't have to destroy it what are you hillary yeah. clinton <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, you, you could do other things with it. It does, no right, one destroys nobody, a phone. Nobody who destroys a cell phone has done anything good before yeah. destroying the cell phone. That's a safe bet. Yeah. So uh, the smoking gun for me to think that they were cheating is just the text between the two guys saying one being called the deflator, and they have text going back to 2014. So I can't get by that. What do you think it was ordered by Tom Brady and Belichick or they were just communicating just for fun? Oh, no. Def I, I think definitely Brady had something to do with it. Like we were saying earlier, that's just probably how he prefers his footballs. Mm -hmm. And I probably if he knew he was going to get caught, I don't think he would think it would turn into this. The flake gate. Yeah, <laughs> I think no, they just man. like, don't do that again. Again, of all the all the messed up thing the Patriots have done in the last 20 some odd years, to me, this kind of ranked on the like, uh, yeah. I almost I almost it's sort of like and, you know, I don't like the guy, but sometimes like I hear people talk about stuff about Trump where it's like, oh, my God, who gives a shit about that? Like there's so many <laughs> other things to hate him for. Like you're just yeah. nitpicking now. This felt like a nitpicking. Like we're gonna punish Tom Brady because he likes his balls soft. <laughs> <laughs> they probably think they have to knock him down a rung. No one should have that yes. great of a life. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I hundred percent. But he worked for there. it. He worked for it. I know. I know. Yeah, no, he. It's did. just he in us, though, Jedi, to hate a little bit. You just, yeah. you gotta a little bit. Nobody's but, life should be that great. But for a long time, he was an underdog, right? He was until he stopped being one. Then he started being annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna get on his diet anytime soon or read his book. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about Brady or any other athlete. Anything but off on the field. You know what I mean? Brady's cookbook. What was up with that, Jedi? Did you look at that at all? Uh, yeah. Well, they apparently they, they have both him and his wife, Giselle, they have a plant-based diet where it's 80% veggies. 
I didn't look at his cookbook, but you know, his diet is, they, it seems like they're very, very healthy. They don't eat any white sugar, no white flour, no MSG. And the chef that cooked their food, he said that he only uses Himalayan pink salt when he would cook. No dairy or no caffeine either. So I don't know what Making they Making me eat. like them less. I know, because I'm a carnivore. I'm never going <laughs> to give up meat. <laughs> I love a good steak. <laughs> I always say if I hit the lottery or something, the first thing I do it, I would I would have my own personal chef. That would just be amazing. Yes. Make all these meals for you. Yes. I'm always just on the go and I just yeah. grab whatever I can. So yeah, I think that about does it. So I think uh so I'm on the the side that he cheated, but I don't think the uh punishment fits the crime kinda. Um, I think we're probably all kind of in agreement. Jedi, do you think do you think it was done, or do you think like he's completely one hundred percent not guilty mean? of this? Ja, uh, do you think the balls were deflated, or do you think no? No, I don't think so. I mean, ninety seconds. Yeah. I think it's more of a personal preference than actual deliberate cheating. But I I don't know if you know. Belichick did, doesn't have a great reputation. Do you think that they were trying to get him back for all the times that he supposedly, allegedly cheated before? And that's why they gave such a harsh, I guess, punishment this time around? Very much so, yeah. Jedi. Very much so. I think this was definitely a, a punishment for the sum of, of yeah. all the parts here. Again, the punishment was extremely severe, we're again, Todd. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think if he knew the punishment would be this, he would have never done anything. Um, it, I think anytime you have text messages from the guy called Deflator, um, <laughs> it certainly sounds like they had at least discussed it. Like, hey, listen, if you got ninety seconds, hey, take a few balls in the bathroom and you know take some air out of them. Maybe, yeah, like maybe. But again, that that to me is. It this that's dulls in comparison to Spygate, uh, when they were taping yeah. the other team. That to me was way yeah. too much. So, and the thing is, um, Brady's cookbook is two hundred dollars. How much money do you need? Damn. Oh my gosh, two hundred dollars! Yeah, that kind of reminds me of when Oprah came out with that magazine called O. I guess like. 80% of the pages were ads. It's like, how much money do you need? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I made a magazine of ads with a couple articles yeah. in it for you. Yeah. I need more money. <laughs> Oprah's cash grab is what they should have called it. Okay, because that brings him down a notch for me. You know, <laughs> expecting people to pay $200 for a cookbook? That's yeah. crazy. That's only know, plants? Right. <laughs> I know. Is there any good meat recipes in there, you bastard? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that just about does it. We have to go get some uh, bread and milk, Joe, for this storm. Oh yeah, I gotta oh, batten down the hatches. <laughs> yeah, go and stock up. <laughs> Did it start yet? What time is it starting? About. They say it's supposed to start at night, but we actually had a nice – it snowed for about four hours this afternoon just for fun. Yeah. Kind of a warm-up, they called it. Yeah. I know. I, I hate the cold. I know my daughters are going to want to build snowmen tomorrow, but I hate I hate being out in the freezing cold. Me I bought too. a lot of hot chocolate, and I bought extra marshmallows. Oh, good oh, nice, for you. Nice. Jedi, what's the weather there? 
It's sunny. It's kind of cold. I think it's in the uh, 60s, high 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be outside but, swimming in my pool if it was 60 here. Yeah. That's cold to me. Yeah. <laughs> perspective, isn't it? It's all about Exactly. <laughs> All right, I think that just about does it, Jedi. Okay, Marks, the end is here. Thanks for listening to Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Thank you so much for tuning in to our show. We really appreciate it. Um, if you've learned anything, you, hopefully you've learned that you need to be responsible for your own set of balls. That was funny. <laughs>